Virtual reality is really just a better way to train. It does elicit not only an emotional, but a biological response. And those are the things that form memories. And welcome to another edition of the AEM Thinking Forward podcast, advancing the equipment manufacturing industry. I'm Dusty Weiss, and in this edition, virtual reality training and how heavy equipment manufacturers are using it to save lives in the construction industry. We visit with the business development manager of Caterpillar Safety Services about how they've incorporated this immersive tech into their CAT Safety VR program. And since it never hurts to brush up on construction site safety... I try the system out in person and learn some valuable lessons. Lessons that I would not have enjoyed learning the hard way. But those are the lengths to which we'll go to bring you the latest big ideas here on the AEM Thinking Forward podcast. Each month, we explore a new subject area to help keep your business on the cutting edge of the heavy equipment industry. Accordingly, do make sure that you're subscribed to our podcast feed so that you get an update every time there's a new episode. We're always trying to find new angles on this podcast, and we'd really love to hear your thoughts on it. Post, comment, rate, or review us in whatever your favorite podcasting app is, if you please. Not only is the feedback helpful for me, it helps other industry pros like you find our show. So, to this month's topic, anyone who's spent time working around heavy equipment knows that there is a lot to keep track of on the job site. The roar of the engines, the task at hand, the other folks on site, and even vehicle traffic whizzing past at 65 miles an hour. There are so many distractions that can get in the way of safety as job number one that 90% of job site incidents are caused by unsafe behavior, not the conditions. But a leading manufacturer of heavy equipment is working to change that. Caterpillar, one of AEM's longest tenured members, has launched a new virtual reality training product designed to simulate a worker's first day on the job site. Using the latest in immersive technology, Cat Safety VR is intended to put trainees through their paces on important safety best practices and provide road crew veterans with an important opportunity to brush up on those skills. With this sort of technology playing an increasingly important role in the industry, I figured I'd better go check it out myself. Maybe put the VR system through its paces and see what lessons there are for other equipment manufacturers to learn. So I loaded up the car and headed south to Caterpillar HQ in Peoria, Illinois, for a meeting with Justin Ganshaw, the business development manager of Caterpillar Safety Services. Justin, tell me about the genesis of Cat Safety VR. Where did this idea come from, and why did Caterpillar identify this as an important technology to help train workers on the job site? It actually was a request from a long-term customer of ours that we've been working with since 2015 to improve their safety culture and leadership capabilities across their organization. They're a large paving contractor based in France, but they have a headquarters here in the United States with seven subsidiaries, about 5,000 employees in the U.S. And the CEO came to us after we've been working on their culture for a number of years, and he was really focused on innovation in construction. And he said his personal mission was that any new employee that joined their company would remember their first day and that it was about safety. He wanted them, in his words, to have an emotional response to safety. And he thought that VR was a good way to do that. That's really cool. So how does it work? If I'm a new construction worker and this is part of my first day orientation, I slip on this virtual reality headset and what do I see? What do I do? You are immediately dropped into a virtual world. So it looks, it sounds, it feels like you're on the side of a four lane highway on a paving train. 
And if you've never been in that situation before, and a lot of our new workers, new laborers have not, it's it can be a very shocking experience. I can it's imagine very that's a little bit intimidating. Yeah, with traffic rushing by. Yeah, and that's the point. That's where the emotional response comes in. So you meet with your foreman after you've gone through an overview that describes what is a paving train, what are these pieces of equipment that maybe you've seen on the side of the road, but you don't understand what they are, what their purpose is. Your foreman then introduces you to the rest of the crew. He sets the expectations for the day and what he expects of you when it comes to safety. And he gives you some hints of things that you need to remember for later on in the day. And if you don't, there's going to be memorable consequences. That sounds like what we like to call foreshadowing in the entertainment business. Yes. So you better be paying attention. Then he takes you through some common scenarios. Uh, You go out to the lane closure where you're working in close proximity to the public traffic that's flying by and you get to become aware of some of those hazards. Uh, You work in close proximity to the earth moving equipment, trucks that are dumping hot asphalt. And in all of these situations, you have to make safe decisions. And when you do so, those things get rewarded. Otherwise, as I stated earlier, there are memorable consequences. We're able to kind of laugh about it here and and chuckle a little bit because it is a virtual reality environment. But what sort of value do you see in being able to have people learn these sorts of lessons in a virtual environment as opposed to the way that it was maybe previously done in the past, learning on the job site on the fly and, and maybe with more consequences attached? Yeah, virtual reality provides trainees a safe place to fail where failure isn't fatal. And one of my favorite things is when we get safety professionals or safety managers to go through the training and they die at every opportunity (laughs) that is available. And it's really eye-opening to them too. It gets us to think beyond simple compliance with OSHA or MSHA regulations on the job site to think through what are the things that people really need to know and understand? What are those tasks? What are those procedures that could get them injured on the job? And we need to focus more on those things. You said that the safety and compliance professionals are, are having as much trouble with it as, as some of the uh, first timers. Did you put some curveballs into this here or, or what's catching them off guard? Well, it's realistic. On the job site, you might be asked to go perform a task. And in the real world, the straightest line to complete that task might not be the safest. It might be a shortcut. And so within the simulation, you also have to make those decisions. You have to be aware of your environment. It might be a longer route, but it's the safer route. Now, if it looks like I'm like taking careful notes over here and and making note of every little hint that you drop, it's because in a little bit, we're (laughs) going to take a break and I'm actually going to get to try this safety VR system myself. And like with any video game, I want to try to set the high score. So I appreciate all these hints that you're dropping over here, but... I understand that there are some studies that have shown that there's an increase in training retention rates, too, when VR is used as a teaching tool. Uh, Is there a way to quantify how much more effective VR training is? What have you seen in your rollout of this program? Yeah, there's an often cited study that showed that virtual reality results in an 80% retention rate in what the trainee has learned after a year versus only 10 to 20% retention in a traditional classroom lecture setting after two weeks. Oh, wow. 80% after a year, 10 to 20% after two weeks. And the reason is because it's an active style of learning. It engages a lot of different senses, sight, vision, and also touch because you're interacting with things within the virtual environment. It actually forms memories in your brain. Not to mention you had hinted at that emotional connection that people feel when they put on this virtual reality simulator and go through this training process. So what sort of emotions are they feeling and and how is that 
more deeply rooting these memories for them. It is so realistic that often when I get the controllers back from people that have tried it out, they're covered in sweat because (laughs) it is a stressful environment. If you've never been out on a construction site with public traffic flying by you at 60 miles an hour, you put this on, it feels like you're really there. The hazards feel real to you and the consequences also feel real to you. One of my favorite simulations is working at heights. And if you're scared of heights, you put this headset on, you are going to be terrified. Your knees will be trembling because it feels so realistic. Virtual reality puts, if you're not familiar with it, it it puts screens, digital screens in front of your eyes. So everywhere you move your head, you look above you, you look below you to either side, you're seeing a different place. You can't see your feet. You can't see your body. You're in a different world. It's a completely immersive experience. Completely. And I'm starting to feel some of the emotions uh, that we've <laughs> talked about here now as you're, as you're describing this, a little sheen of sweat uh, glistening on that. my forehead here. Uh, it takes a fair amount of domain expertise to produce and develop a virtual reality environment and make it user-friendly. And, and Caterpillar has gone so far as to produce what's almost a, a professional-grade video game yeah. uh, to accompany this. How did Caterpillar develop this program? Did you do this all in-house or did you partner with a company from outside the industry? So to create the content, the scenarios that the trainee is involved in, we actually brought in frontline employees, foremen, safety professionals from all of the subsidiaries of Colas, which is our, our partner company, to tell us what are those scenarios that are the highest risk for new employees on the job? Give us your ideas because we're experts in safety culture and leadership development, not in paving. So we brought in those members. They gave us all their ideas. We turned those ideas into a script and we handed that over to CSE Software, which is a long-term supplier to Caterpillar. They create all of our cat simulators. So if you've seen those set up at trade shows or at cat dealerships or customer sites where you sit in an actual operator seat, there's screens or now VR. Uh, to help people learn how to operate our machines. Same company was our developer. So we turned over our scripts to their instructional designers, their developers, and their testers, and they took it from there. Well, I have about a million more questions, but the anticipation is killing me right now. So can we try this thing out? Absolutely. All right, let's do this. Let's get you geared up. So Justin led me over to where some cat staff had set up a laptop computer connected to a high-tech virtual reality headset. So you're gonna put that on the most if you've never thing. tried one of these things, it basically puts a separate mini high-def video screen in front of each one of your eyes. So you're not just looking at a screen, you're looking at two screens that mimic binocular vision and trick your brain into thinking that you're seeing a virtual world around you in 3D. The headset senses your movements, so when you turn your head, your view in the virtual reality world turns too, creating this seamless impression that you're surrounded on all sides by this virtual world. And it also blocks out the real world around you. You'll let me know if I'm about to walk into the wall here, right? Yeah, I will, I'll stop you. You're going to see a wireframe pop up. Even to the point where it's very easy to forget that you're in a conference room. The VR system also includes two controllers, which you hold in your hands. They sense where they are in space and create full-sized hands clad in work gloves, which you can move around in your virtual world. Each controller has two buttons. One lets you interact with the virtual world, picking things up or pointing them out. The other helps you move your body around in space. It's fairly intuitive and pretty easy to pick up on after a short tutorial. So after an instructional video on the basics of a paving train... But if you've never worked in asphalt before, which a lot of laborers haven't, this gives them an overview. The walls around my virtual world suddenly fell away like pieces of cardboard. And there I was, 
standing on the side of the interstate with traffic whizzing past. All right, buckle up. Welcome oh, to goodness. the roadside construction VR experience. Stereo speakers built into the headset complete the illusion that I'm somewhere else, with the sound of cars and trucks moving from left to right as I look out over the road. And after taking a moment to orient myself, I'm waved over to a team huddle, where the foreman is briefing a half dozen men and women in orange vests. Good morning, crew. I'd like you to meet the newest member of our team. We gear up, putting on our gloves, glasses, hard hats, and reflective vests. Great. You've got all your basic PPE in place. I'm looking down at my belly, and I can see that I have the yellow reflective vest on. I'm not sure how I feel about the fact that my belly is a little bit rounder than it is in real life, but... If you see anyone on the job site doing something that could get them or someone else hurt, it's your right and responsibility to point it out, no matter who it is. So, my first duty is calling out other people's unsafe behavior. This, I can do. This fella right here has got his earbuds in. This fella in the blue shirt has not stopped texting since we joined the huddle here. That's not all right. We all need to be paying attention to the job briefing. Let's all put our phones away and make sure we are attentive. After we wrap up the huddle, the foreman and I leave the safe confines of the shoulder and head out into a closed-off lane of traffic to do a sight walkthrough. Everything is more intense now. The visuals, the sound of cars whizzing past, and I very quickly figure out what Justin meant when he talked about causing an emotional response. Boy, you weren't kidding about this being just a little bit intimidating. There's a... Uh... Oh! Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Chris, are you okay? Just 50 yards down the freeway, a car skids out of control. Chris is good. And just misses one of my team members who's preoccupied setting up orange cones. And all at once, my heart is pumping, my adrenaline's up, and I break out in a flap sweat. Speaking as someone who's been on the side of the road when an accident happens, I can safely say this is close enough to the real thing to be uncomfortable. Of course, my wife will tell you, I don't always learn a lesson the first time. And so, when my next job in the simulation is resetting the cones that just got knocked over, I'm served up a reminder how easy it is to let your attention wander. The actions of the public are unpredictable, so face the flow of traffic whenever possible. Always face the flow of traffic. <laughs> this is like a funhouse with the scares here. Jeepers. This the bus fell over. Even as he's reminding me to face the flow of traffic, I look away for just a second to place a virtual cone, and a passing motorist swerves and might have taken some of the leather off my belt if this was the real world. Probably texting and driving. I try to swallow, but my mouth is dry. Uh, boy, these guys are really whizzing past. This is why we have work zone speed limits. Well, I tell you what, I'll never speed through a construction zone again. I've changed my behavior as well. I, I think that there would be value in having general members of the public do this That's simulation. Right. We finish resetting the cones, then move a little further down the paving train into the thick of the action. Now, I am hyper alert. There's hot asphalt, heavy equipment all around me, and the foreman just gives me one simple job. Just take a shovel to Abby. Right over there. I am supposed to walk right between this dump truck and the MTV, which I bet is going to be one of these things where I just got to keep my head on a swivel. So let's go over to Abby and take her this shovel. Yep, there it goes. A faulty backup alarm and my own impatience get me this time. The dump truck pins me against the MTV and the screen fades out. But then I get to start the scenario over. In real life, you don't get a second try. You should walk. Right? 
I try again. This time I walk up to the cab and wave down the driver before I try to cross, then stay in his line of sight. I get through that and the remaining scenarios relatively unscathed. And then Justin helps me out of the headset. And I'm back in Peoria. Woo! Wow. How do you feel? That was weird. It was really neat, but I just, again, I can't believe how convincing that was. You know, just standing there on the, on the side of the road with the traffic whizzing by in stereo. And there were a couple of heart-stopping moments there. It was, it was just real neat. It was really convincing. How long do you think that whole simulation took you? I'd say 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, it was 25 minutes. Holy cats, really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Is that pretty typical or was I just moving like a turtle? No, everyone says 10 minutes and it's usually 25, 30 minutes because you lose track of where you are because it's so immersive. That's really cool. Well, let's, uh, yeah. let's sit back down okay. here and finish up. Okay, so sitting back down now with Justin Ganshaw, the business development manager for Caterpillar Safety Services. Justin, you've taken me out. You've put me through my paces. I was killed once on the job site and had my life endangered a couple more times. I honestly, I had to pause and, and catch my breath a little bit after finishing that simulation because yeah. there were parts that I think I told you at the time, it was like a fun house. It was like that clown jumping out of the closet and Absolutely. scaring the daylights out of you. But you're right. There's an emotional connection. That That's works. Right. That's not something that I'm ever going to soon forget. And I grew up playing video games all the way back to, you know, classic Nintendo and SNES, yeah, me too. all the way up to some of the really great titles that there are today that make the games that we grew up with look like tiddlywinks. Absolutely. I'm 34, and I think to workers of a, a certain age, especially this new approach that Caterpillar has developed is going to feel more natural than a classroom when it comes to learning about job site safety. Those that are working in the trades today span a lot of different generations, but we're seeing more and more millennials and Gen Zs out there on our job sites. And they were basically born with smartphones in their hands. I mean, they've grown up with this technology. So when we show it to them, it's natural. They just pick it up and they know how to use it. And I saw that with you. You caught on very quickly how to teleport and move around and pick things up on the job site. They just get it. What about the older generations then? Does this same approach work for the job site veterans that maybe have never touched a video game console in their life? What is really exciting is that the initial reaction to anybody that puts on the headset for the first time is pure wonderment. I love it when those walls fall down and you're on the construction site. You just see them like looking everywhere and it's just, they're, it's, they're astonished. Uh, so everyone has that initial reaction. So when you're developing these things, you have to think through how are those that are naive to this type of technology, how are they going to interact with it? The controls, if you're using hand controls, have to be extremely intuitive. You were like my spirit guide right. when I was trying out that yeah. simulator. And if, especially if you've got somebody there whispering into your ear, no, 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 use the trigger. It's so intuitive. You pick up on it so fast. We hear a lot in the industry about how hard it is to attract and recruit and retain younger workers. How effective do you think offering VR training like this is as a means of meeting them where they are and helping a new generation see the appeal of construction work? It's certainly an ancillary benefit to companies using VR for training their existing employees. Our partner that we had in developing this, Colas, they take it to job fairs. When we had it at World of Asphalt, we had a steady stream of people trying it out. And every high school vocational student and college student that was attending that event, I'm sure they came through our booth because to them, it was just 
something they wanted to experience and they're familiar with the technology. I think that you hit on a theme that we hear a lot in the heavy equipment industry and the construction industry as well, that sort of embracing these new technologies makes it more appealing. And it's not only an effective training method, it's good public relations for the industry at the end of the day. Are there other reasons that you think the heavy equipment industry as a whole should run toward these sorts of innovations and embrace them? I think it just makes really good sense. It's a better way to train. The the traditional death by PowerPoint or using computer learning alone doesn't necessarily translate into task competence. And that's where people get injured on the job is they don't know how to do the job safely. We can't just focus on compliance training, which is where a lot of safety programs focus. It's just check the box. We trained them on lockout, tagout, but we didn't teach them how to isolate energy on an excavator with pneumatic and hydraulic and rotational types of energies that you can't see. So we have to think differently about how we train employees. The other thing is you don't have to pull a piece of heavy equipment out of your job site to train people on it which is productivity dollars lost, you can train people anywhere. You can train them in the job trailer. You can train them in your office. Anywhere that you have five or six square feet of space, you can train people with VR. It just makes better sense. I mean, we're just sitting here in a conference room, but I got treated to the full job site experience complete with the left to right rush of traffic whizzing by my head. Um, As an equipment manufacturer, there's, there's no one out there that's saying that cat has to provide the services to keep workers safe on job sites. Cat could just sell them the equipment they use and be done with it. Let the end users figure out how to keep their workers safe. But that's not the approach Caterpillar's taken here. Why not? It's just not who we want to be as a company. In May of this year, Jim Umpleby, our CEO, said in a corporate press release that we are doubling our services sales by the year 2026. We're more and more focused on helping our customers operate safe, efficient, productive job sites. And this is just one way we do it. And at Caterpillar Safety Services, Our vision, our mission is that we impact lives and we bring out the best in people. We're not going to rest until we're bringing everybody home safely every day. And I believe that virtual reality is just the natural evolution of how we help our customers do that. Caterpillar offers this program to its customers as a bundled hardware and software package. You get the gaming laptop, uh, you get the VR headset, uh, you get a case to carry it all in and, and set it up wherever you need to do it. What do you hear from your early adopters on this? Are they seeing a return on their investment? From presidents of companies, through supervisors, frontline employees, the response has been great. Everybody loves it. It makes sense to them. And as far as return on investment, if we prevent one incident, one recordable injury, a back injury, a burn, for instance, you have more than got your return on the investment for the system. I always hate taking something like human well-being and putting it in a dollars and cents category, but at the end of the day, those sorts of injuries cost companies money too. And if you're able to prevent that, that's not only better for your workers' health, it's better for your company in the long term. It's better for their health. It's better for employee morale. It's better for retention. Interesting fact that I like to cite is that it costs about three times an employee's salary to train them. So every time you lose an employee because they feel like you're an unsafe company and they go to Joe Construction down the road, now not only do you have to find talent to replace them, but it's a big investment in retraining them. There are some doubters out there who insist that VR is just kind of a fad and it's not really a long-term practical tool. What makes you think that this has staying power in the industry? 
I think the draw of virtual reality comes in the advancements we've seen in the hardware and software just in the past couple of years. I read a report this week that said that the virtual reality industry is expected to grow from $8 billion in 2018 to $49 billion in 2026. That's six times growth in six years. That's because the head-mounted displays that we see, the headsets, uh, have advanced so much. They're so much more affordable. Consumers can now buy them. They're becoming mobile, so you don't have to tether them to a laptop. You can set them up anywhere within just a few seconds compared to what we've seen in the past. And there's a lot more content. There's games, there's video in 360. It's much more available to people. And now I'm seeing it more and more across all of the industries that we serve. I go to a lot of trade shows and I see more and more industries incorporating VR in how they market their products, but also how they train people. In the future, how much job site training do you think will be able to be shifted into this virtual environment instead of taking place out in the real world? It'll never replace, and I don't think it should ever replace, the human interaction. We still have to focus on how we lead our people and how we communicate. But for those high-risk procedures and processes, I think that's where VR really shines because we can put people in those situations where hazards are invisible. We can put them at heights. We can put them in a difficult environments where you have unstable terrain or you have changes in weather. We can change the time of day. So now they have to perform these tasks at night and simulate all of those different risks and hazards that come along with it. So I think that's where VR really shines. I understand you launched this product at the World of Asphalt in Indianapolis this year. How'd it go over and what made you choose WOA as your venue to launch this? It was a natural fit since we focused our first module on paving safety. It just fit right in with World of Asphalt. Uh, there was a lot of fanfare. We had constant trade press coverage, uh, great response from the participants there at the expo, we had a constant stream of people. If they weren't using the simulation themselves, they were crowded around watching the person using this crazy new technology. And they could see what that user was experiencing on a TV screen and hear it. And probably saw more than a few uh, really shocked facial expressions too, as uh, people were getting jumped there by traffic. Uh, absolutely. A lot of nervous laughter from the users <laughs> and uh, people taking video and photos from the sidelines. I have a little bit of foreboding about going back and looking at my footage from this because again, nobody looks intelligent when they're using a virtual reality headset. No, and I, I took some photos that oh, I, I may or may not share with you. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah it's going to go over on LinkedIn. Great. Uh, <laughs> can we expect to see more of the Cat Safety VR system at ConExpo ConAg 2020 in Las Vegas next year? Well, you're just going to have to come by our exhibit and see for yourself. But there's a lot of exciting equipment and technology that will be on display at ConExpo ConAg, as well as the global finals of the Cat Operator Challenge. So right now, we've had regional competitions, and the finalists will be there facing off in an event that you don't want to miss. Find the cat booth at ConExpo. Shouldn't Con be Ag. hard to find. Definitely hard to miss uh, when you're there. Well, we'll definitely have to stop by, and I'll have to try to see if I can beat my high score at this because that was that was not a great showing from me. Um, do you have plans to expand this program in the future? Are there other virtual reality applications for Caterpillar down the road here? Our vision is to serve all of the core Caterpillar industries that we sell our products and solutions into. This time, we're looking for partners to help us make that virtual reality 
in actual reality. So if any listeners are interested in being a partner, they can contact us through www.cat.com slash VR safety and click on the button in the inquire box near the top of the page. And that'll come to me and we can have a conversation about what that partnership may look like to develop solutions that are specific to their company or their industry. Well, it seems like the possibilities are just endless uh, when it comes to this. Uh, There's all kinds of equipment that people can be trained on. There's all sorts of job site hazards that they could use a refresher on. So anything else to add? I just want to thank AEM and our loyal customers for choosing Caterpillar. And our goal is to send everyone safely home every day. Well, me too at the end of the day here, and uh, and I'm glad to have uh, made it out of that thing, but it really was a pleasure. It was a ton of fun. Uh, Justin Ganshaw, the Business Development Manager for Caterpillar Safety Services, thanks for joining us on the AEM Thinking Forward podcast. Special thanks again to Justin for giving me the chance to try that technology hands-on. I don't know about you, but I find that I always get more out of the experience in person, which is why AEM's fall lineup of Thinking Forward events is such a great opportunity for professional development in the heavy equipment industry. Each event focuses on several areas of new and emerging technology that are going to change the way that we do business. And you get a chance not only to meet and interact with fascinating experts, but also to network with industry peers. The next Thinking Forward event is September 10th at the Cisco Innovation Center in Toronto, IoT, big data, intergenerational workforces, a behind-the-scenes tour, they're all in the plan. There are also events in October and November in Milwaukee and St. Louis, respectively. A different slate of experts at each, but you've got to reserve your seat now. Go to aem.org think to get that done. Also, the greatest networking and learning opportunity of the year is right around the corner again. AEM's annual conference is November 18th through the 20th on Marco Island in Florida. That's Southern Gulf Coast, just off the Tamiami Trail, if that means anything to you. The event is packed with top-notch speakers, food, a gala, and so much more. Don't delay. Visit aem.org annual to register. And that is going to wrap up this edition of the AEM Thinking Forward podcast. For more valuable industry insights, make sure you're signed up for the AEM Industry Advisor, our twice-weekly e-newsletter. Visit aem.org slash subscribe. If you need to get in touch with me, shoot me an email, podcast at aem.org. The AEM Thinking Forward podcast is brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers and produced by PodCamp Media, branded podcast production for businesses, podcampmedia.com. Little Glass Men does the music. And for AEM, thanks for listening. I'm Dusty Weiss.